0: Hey, thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 114, How to Age Well. Before we get into today's show, I want to tell you about something that happened just recently. A family friend stopped over to our house, and on her way out the door, she said, Oh, by the way, I listened to your podcast this morning, and that was episode 109, entitled Rekindle Relationships by Remembering and it made me feel guilty about a friend of mine who lost her husband one year ago. So I called her to set up a time to get together. Thank you. This was certainly encouraging to know that that particular podcast had an impact on her. Well, I hope others of you are remembering a key event or two in the life of your friends and then taking some kind of action on what you remember to rekindle or deepen your relationships with that person. Well, on to today's program. Last week's episode, number 113, Our Choices Define Us, Not Our Personality, was a review of Benjamin Hardy's book, Personality Isn't Permanent. In his book, there is a six-word paragraph that I've been thinking about all week that I'm making the subject of today's episode. Those six words are these. People become old far too fast. Keep listening to hear what we can do to keep from becoming old far too fast. To put this six-word paragraph into its context, I'll read a brief section from Hardy's book. As a person ages... They tend to stop engaging in new situations, experiences, and environments. In other words, people's personalities become increasingly consistent because they stop putting themselves in new contexts. By the time a person reaches their 30s, they stop having as many first experiences. As an example, first time driving, first job, first big failure. As people age, they become increasingly less open to having new experiences. They stop surrounding themselves with new types of people. They stop engaging in new roles and in new environments. They stop taking on new challenges. They stop experiencing new emotions. People become old far too fast. The operative word in his comments is the word new. The author writes how people who become old far too fast avoid new. By my count, he uses the word new eight times in the section I just read. I don't know about you, but I wonder if this is true for me too. Do I avoid new? Because, truth be told, I'm a fan of old. Old ways of doing things. Familiar foods, familiar clothes, familiar people. Old ways of dealing with life that I think have served me well. But maybe I'm missing something. How about you? Maybe we all need a little more new in our lives. Hmm. Well, if you're with me on this, I'd like to suggest we focus on just one new thing to keep us from becoming old far too fast. It's this, learn one new skill. And that skill would be investing. (laughs) Yes, investing. Not investing money, but investing in ourselves and investing in others. Let's start with investing in ourselves. In my 20s, during my high school teaching days, there was a time when I would spend an hour a week on my future. I knew that at some point I would want to do something different as much as I love my teaching job. So I would just plan and dream and think and speculate. I started a master's program in counseling that, that I finished. I started a small consulting firm. I was just doing a lot of things that I thought would be Beneficial to me in my future. Benjamin Hardy, the author of Personality Isn't Permanent, would call what I was doing investing in my future self, the person I want to be, not the person I was. And there are other things that we can do to invest in ourselves. We can read a lot, which is something I did. I know a lot of you do as well. We can invest ourselves by being open to new relationships. We can learn new relationship skills, such as listening, how to ask questions, how to fight the urge to fill the airwaves with the sound of our voice. That is all about investing in ourselves. Another way we can invest ourselves is to make room for God in ways that we haven't before, to actually make room for Him to have an impact in our life. We can invest in ourselves by studying the Bible to learn to be more the person that God created us to be, to be kind, to be compassionate, to be patient with one another. And still another way we can invest in ourselves is to acknowledge our fears and practice trusting people more and trusting God more, too. Finally. Another good way to invest in ourselves is to listen to episodes 11 through 14 of this podcast. They're all about the four levels of relationship skills that we talked about a long time ago. I'll have a link to them in the show notes. Well, that's investing in ourselves. What about investing in others? When you invest money, you expect a return on your investment. You expect to get something back well, that's not always the way it works with relationships. But still, we should invest in people without any expectation of a return on our investment. This reminds me of a quote that I used back in Episode 4 several years ago. It comes from basketball coaching legend John Wooden, who said, You haven't had a perfect day until you've done something for someone who can never repay you. Isn't that great? Isn't that a great way of investing in others? You haven't had a perfect day until you've done something for someone who can never repay you. Another thing we can do to invest in others is to be with children, to be with kids. That sure keeps you from aging too fast. Teachers and others who work with youth have a great opportunity to invest in others. I was reminded of this recently because of a funeral that Janet and I attended for one of our teachers from high school decades and decades ago, Lowell Literates. He was a FIAD teacher at the school that we attended, and most of his 87 years on earth were spent investing in others, his own children and teenagers. So many people at the funeral got up and shared how he had impacted their life for the good. He was, he was just a wonderful man. It was so encouraging to, to hear what others had to say because he impacted us too. He was a rare, rare bird, very, very gruff on the outside, but very tender on the inside. And those that knew him well really saw that, that tenderness. So what does all of this mean for you? How, how can you use what you've heard today to improve the relationships in your life? Well, here are a few ideas. You could do what Mr. Literates did, invest in others. You don't have to be a teacher to do that. But any anytime we invest in the life of someone younger, it really does reap great rewards, some of which we may never see. Several years ago, at our high school's 50th anniversary and reunion, Mr. Literates and several other teachers came. We had invited them. And we interviewed him and asked him, Hey, back in the 60s when you were our teacher, why did why did you run the FIED classes like a boot camp? And without missing a beat, he said, You know, that was at the time when the Vietnam War was really ramping up. And I knew a lot of you guys were going to be drafted. And so I wanted to prepare you as much as I could in a high school FIED class. I remember him barking at kids just like a drill sergeant would. And then every so often, if you caught him right, you would see the smile and smirk on his face because you know he was acting, but in a really good way. Besides investing in others, another thing you can do is to invest in yourself. What if we all devoted an hour a week for our future, like I did in my 20s? This all reminds me of a passage in the Bible, Colossians 3.10, which reads, Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Learning to know your Creator and becoming like Him is certainly a great way to invest in yourself. Well, here's a main point that I hope you remember from today's episode. We can age well by investing in ourself and in others. It keeps our focus more on the new and less on the old. And it prevents us from aging faster than we should. I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. Just send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org. Or you can share your thoughts in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes. In closing, if you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe if you haven't already done so. And feel free to forward this episode on to others you think might be interested in today's content. I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to act so that you will find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. Well, that's all for today. I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Goodbye for now.